Hey, this is Sailor. Welcome to another episode of Metal Rock and Whiskey. Well, hello, hello, everybody. Tonight, we are going to be doing something a little bit different. We're going to be focusing on rock bands, other musicians, some singers, and some things from the land down under. You know, where they call an eraser a rubber, where they abbreviate just about everything. You got a light, buddy? Yeah, sure, kid. There you go. And your wallet. Nick, give him your wallet. What for? He's got a knife. <laughs> That's not a knife. That's a knife. If you haven't guessed already, we are talking about Australia. What's up, guys? Good eye, sailor. Good. I can't. I can't do an accent. So hey, what's up? <laughs> oh, and I can. <laughs> so tonight we're going to be featuring everything from the land down under. I'm going to be drinking some very different whiskey. Um, and uh, we're going to talk about all the bands that you may not have known or do know come from the land down under. Uh, before we get started, though, um, I just want to ask you guys a couple of questions. Like, let's do a little bit of trivia and see how much you guys actually know about Australia. Oh, I love so, it. Are you ready? It sounds ready? like fun. Sure. Old school yeah. metal rock and whiskey trivia. I love it. Yes, exactly. it's been a while. God. You're yes. right. It has been a while, huh? Okay. Let's do it. So, all right. First question. Um, where is Tasmania located? Ding, ding, ding. Okay. Matthew? Yep. Uh, north east of Australia. Eh. No. no. That would be... Taz. Taz is south. It's an island south, south. south of, Australia. of Australia. And they call it Taz because they abbreviate fucking everything. Okay, next one. Australia has three times more blank than people. Kangaroos? <laughs> no. <laughs> Matt, you want to give it a shot? Dingoes? <laughs> I was wondering if we were going to get away without saying the dingo ate my baby tonight. <laughs> well, we obviously didn't. Nope. Uh, the answer is Australia has three times more sheep than people. Mm. Oh, okay. Um, that was my next guess. Okay. So the, and this one, this is very near and dear to my heart. Um, <clears throat> Australia has the largest population of these people besides the capital city where they come from. It's a European country. Of these people, it's a European country? Yeah, biggest Listen, population of immigrants. From a the European people. country. Correct. Hmm. Anybody know? European. Mm-hmm. Greek? Yes. You win, Matt. Wow. I don't know what you win, but you win. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> you said it was near and dear to your heart, so I figured that was kind of <laughs> a ah. 
Yeah. Yeah. There you, you go. Nice little pickup on the uh, clue. <laughs> so, yeah, the largest Greek population in the world, besides in Athens, can be found in Melbourne or Melbourne, Victoria. Melbourne? Melbourne. Um, That's crazy. So, it's Melbourne has more Greeks than any other Greek city besides Athens. Yeah, it's not nuts. That is oh nuts. Oh, my gosh. Totally I know there's a lot of Greeks in the Chicago area, too. So. That's, well, that's, it is crazy. Not compared to not compared to Melbourne. Melbourne, obviously, no. <laughs> okay, um, let's let's see let's see if you guys can uh, pick this up a little bit. Australia is the only continent in the world without blank, and it's a geographical thing. Without blank, mm -hmm. the only continent in the continent. world without well, this geographical anomaly or this geographical activity occasional activity volcano natural correct wow right nice yes <clears throat> is, and, it, is it all also the only country that doesn't share a border or i'm sorry not country but continent that doesn't share a border with another continent that i think it's it doesn't share a border, but I don't. I think yeah. Is it the only one? I think I think so. Well, Antarctica doesn't share. A border oh, that's right. Oh, that's true. true. Yeah, truth, truth. I guess that is considered a continent. Truth. Yeah, land of. Okay. All right. So, um, you know, I'm. I wanted to refrain from, you know, calling the Australians weirdos all the time. Um, so <laughs> this this fact isn't going to help. Um, each year there is a city in Australia. Now, this is a true or false. That hosts the world championships of cockroach racing. Is this true or false? Cockroach racing? That sounds plausible enough to be true. I'd say it's true. I mean, they're probably as big as race cars, <laughs> so you are both correct. Brisbane hosts world championships of cockroach <laughs> racing. And why wouldn't they? <laughs> exactly. So, okay, Australia is known for its beaches, so much so that if you visit one new beach in Australia every day, it would take over 27 years to see them all. That well, is insane. Considering how many miles of, of oceanfront property is in Australia, that doesn't really surprise me. Yes. Now, so we, we think of this uh, continent as beaches, right? As just illustrated. However... The Australian Alps receive more snowfall than Switzerland. No kidding. Wow. They mm -hmm. got some elevation in mm -hmm. there somewhere. Mm -hmm. um, okay. So um, Australia is home to the longest fence in the entire world. It was originally built to keep X animals away from fertile land. Does anybody know what animals that was? Oh, that would have to be kangaroos. Nope. From fertile land. So have to be something that eats stuff that's grown on the land. Interesting. <laughs> it's dingoes, damn it. Oh, what the? <laughs> okay, last I would little... I would figure they would have kept them away from livestock, not necessarily fertile land but okay i mean who maybe they're just scavengers yeah, um okay and last fact 
So there have been instances of wallabies getting high after breaking into opium crops, then running around and making what look like crop circles, similar to the science fictional thriller signs. And that is a true story. Oh my gosh. <laughs> high wallabies. That's where the yeah. crop circles come from. Yeah. So there, so, I mean, maybe that, that explains it, right? Maybe that's the case for there every crop circle. Yeah. So, so that is wildlife. the end of our Australia uh, trivia. So uh, let's talk a little bit about whiskey, but first. Night after night, my heartbeat shows the And that, of course, was Overkill from the wildly popular, internationally known Men at Work. Mm -hmm. Who can it be now? Men at Work. Oh, okay. <laughs> They're knocking so thought, at your door. That's what I thought you said. <laughs> <laughs> the dad oh, jokes. boy. Um, all right. Let's, uh, let's talk about whiskey because, well, first, let me explain the reason why we are doing... We're, this is this is different for us. So I don't think we've ever focused on um, a region and to talk about their music in specific. But one of my friends who is a fan of the show, um, Adrian from That Whiskey Place, and you can find him on Instagram, that underscore whiskey without the E underscore place, um, sent me several Australian whiskey samples. Um, he sent me a little Viking helmet and um some tim tams now Ooh. for all you aussies listening you're gonna know you're you're probably already laughing because you know what's coming up um so when i got the tim tams i was like oh thanks for you know putting some cookies in there and he's like no 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 and sends me a youtube link and uh, <laughs> i so i went to the link and i'm like oh shit so there's a thing called the tim tam challenge so uh we, I will be doing that on our next show. This, this is part one of our Aussie series. So uh, stay tuned for the Tim Tam challenge. Hmm. Um, so <clears throat> the whiskey that I got was really special, you know, and it's a category, frankly, I've never talked about. I know that I think, Matt, you once chose an Australian whiskey, right? Um, Correct. And I think that's the only time we've ever actually discussed Australian whiskey. So I thought, you know, what the hell? We 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 talk so often about you know making sure that people, especially Americans, understand that there's a world of whiskey out there. Um, pun intended. There's so much more to offer than just Kentucky bourbon. That doesn't mean there's anything wrong with Kentucky bourbon. It just means that there's more. There's so, so much more. And we like to highlight the diversity in whiskey. So this is a great time for us to shine a light on Australian whiskey. And um, we're going to do that tonight before we get into talking about some of the bands. And then on part two of this series, we're going to go in depth on a couple of these bands. And I'm going to do the Tim Tam challenge and taste a little more of the whiskey that Adrian sent us. So who wants to go first tonight? Don't all jump at once. 
<laughs> okay. Uh, what? How about we let the whiskey obsessor go first? Sure. Go ahead. Save the. I, just, I usually do my little whiskey tasting intro, but you know. Well, this is a weird show, so I skipped all of it. It is a weird show. It's fine. It's uh, <laughs> yeah, everything's backwards, just like in Australia. So. <laughs> we should have. We should have started. We should have started with the outro and then just worked. We should have. Okay. Uh, but yeah, as Sailor mentions, I have uh, indulged in Australian whiskey before on our show. Uh, it is a very interesting part of the world for many reasons, including whiskey making. Um, I did believe I mentioned that e even in Tasmania, they have peat that they use in their whiskey, believe it or not, um, just because of where the country is located. It's it's uh, more of a temperate climate. You know, peat does facilitate there. So, uh, but today I'm drinking the same thing I drank last time. And that is the star word brand Nova for those on YouTube that can see it. I'm holding the bottle up right now. Um, about $45, 82 proof. Um, it's finished in red wine barrels. I believe they use locally sourced barrels. Where does uh, that Shiraz come barrels. from in Australia? Uh, this is, that's a great question. I don't know why. It says Melbourne, Melbourne. Probably Mel it's got Melbourne. It's got to be guys. Yeah, Melbourne. Okay, because that's yeah. very, very accessible here in the U.S. Very yes. accessible. Uh, I know most, I think ABC stores, at least in Florida, have an exclusive on it because I haven't mm. seen it in any other stores. But uh, finishing red wine barrels, probably Shiraz barrels. But it is light, approachable, um, very fruity orchard fruits as you would expect from something that's it's young but it has that finish in the red wine barrel so you're getting sort of a fruity uh very pleasant light uh taste so i hate to say it's it's introductory because i think that kind of puts a kind of you can a say it's approachable it. it's approachable thank you there yes you it's approachable it's not introductory but um because then that would puts it in the same breath as a lot of things I don't like, but yeah, it's very approachable, uh, even for the non-whiskey drinker. So I would definitely recommend it. So they are from Melbourne, uh, just so you know, uh, not the Outback. They make it clear. And uh, Melbourne is the foodie capital of Australia, apparently. So um, yeah. And they source um, the, uh, <clears throat> they use red wine barrels, like you said, and they source all their ingredients from just a day's drive away from Melbourne. So mm -hmm. very cool. And uh, Ed, what about you? What are you drinking? You know, it's it's funny, just pure by pure coincidence, this last week, I had the opportunity to do a tasting flight with uh, uh, the members of the Key and the Light podcast um, out of Chicago. Um, and two of the samples, two of the six samples that we tasted were variations on Starward whiskeys. And I happen to have a little bit left over here. So I have one sample of uh, Starward Twofold, which is a combination of their, they have a wheat whiskey and a malted barley whiskey. So basically, um, it's probably, you know, th their Nova combined with a wheat whiskey. And yep. like the Nova, it is uh, finished in um, wine barrels. And um, it is, it's 80 proof. And it is it's freaking delicious. 
the first time I uh, I tasted this, we we were all trying to give our what our impressions of uh, what it tasted like. I, I got it then, and I'm still getting it now. I'm still tasting like a fig Newton. You feel like a little bit of the, like the grain coming through, like the, the like the breading on the fig Newton, and then you just got like the dark fruit in there, which I'm sure some of that is coming from the wine. Um, but yeah, it is just an amazing, an amazing whiskey. I, I really like it. I, I don't know if I ever would have tried this on my own. You never know. I may have someday just out of curiosity, but um, this kind of forced my hand and to, to try it sooner than I probably would have. And I'm so glad it did. And the nice thing about it is um, it's so dang affordable too. I think a bottle of this around here at, at Benny's Costa is like 30, you know, somewhere between 35 and 40 bucks mm -hmm. for a bottle. You know, it's it's fan fantastic. So I am going to, that's going to be, I think, one of my next bottle purchases is this. Um, very good. It's 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 a light colored whiskey, um, but, but it's not light on taste, I'll tell you that. That's something so, that we don't talk about enough, I think, is <clears throat> the color of whiskey. So for a long time, there's been this um, idea that if it's light and colored, it's young and therefore it's going to be bad or not mm -hmm. as not as premium. And that is just not true. Completely 100% right. not true. There are many, many factors that can make a whiskey lighter. Um, one being age, sure. But also we know now age uh, is not an indicate. Young age is also not an indication of a whiskey not being delicious to you. Um, but yeah, I, I, I really want to see more people talking about the fact that, like you just said, light in color, but not light in flavor. So just for those new to whiskey out there, do not judge a whiskey based on its color. Cause I've drank some super yep. dark whiskey that was complete crap. And I've drank some super light whiskey that was phenomenal. So you just got to taste it. And if you like it, then it's good. And as a little bonus here, the second tasting I have is not something you can go in and just buy off the shelf. This was actually a, a single barrel, uh, barrel strength pick um, that's going out to a, uh, a club, like a like a whiskey club in California. So it's headed out to the West Coast, but I was lucky enough to get a sample of it, and it is <laughs> it is pretty amazing. I, I am wow. really jealous that someone else is going to have an opportunity to buy this. It's uh, on the. Uh, taste on this one i got i i wrote down bread pudding it's got like a Ooh. like a bread pudding that's been has a, been soaked in rum and you got the raisins and the yeah. rich caramel it's oh it's just just phenomenal that sounds delicious it is still so, yeah. labeled as a single malt ed they still uh single barrel um I'm looking on the website right now. Excuse me. It's, uh, but yes. Why? Why wouldn't I it believe be it is still a single malt? I'm just curious because they have the two fold. So just oh, they, gotcha. Maybe they put any wheat in it. Yeah. It's, say it's a it's a whiskey single barrel. Sing, yeah, this is just single malt. Okay. Um, non chill filtered barrel strength. Um, yeah. And but, oh, but so it's still they they still do that uh, 
that wine barrel finish. And wow. so it's a I'll tell you what, version it's of a cast basically. Yeah. Yep. Wow. And it is. Wow. Yeah. If you can find it, if you can find one, buy it. That's all I can say. That's tantalizing to me. Yeah. Well, that sounds delicious. I'm definitely going to go purchase a bottle of Starward this week uh, as a little bonus for myself on Friday. Um, so I am actually drinking a Tasmanian whiskey Ooh. from that little island called that they call Taz, uh, south of Melbourne. Um, and this whiskey comes from a little town called Hobart. And uh, I was really curious when I first uh, opened this sample. Thank you, Adrian. The nose on it. So I don't know if you guys find this, but the first place I always go is I go to the website because I want to see what the distiller or blender says you should smell and taste and what the finish should be. Because that's their intention, right? And then I'll, you know, scan for a few reviews. You'll, you'll see some commonality um, in online reviews. And then I taste it myself. And it just gives me an indication of the possibilities of what I might taste. But it is rare that when I taste a whiskey, it will hit every single point on what the distiller or blender intended. This one does that. So there's been a few that have done it. This one absolutely does it. So this is a uh, single malt. I'm drinking their signature single malt, um, and it's uh, aged in uh, American Oak X bourbon casks. Um, so super malty, which I absolutely adore. I really come into those super malty flavors, which I love. Um, so the they they want you to or hoping you will smell. Um, baked apple pie with cinnamon and raisins and pastries and vanillas, you know, all of that custard. Literally, if I was, if I didn't, that's instantly what I smelled as I got the, mm. I got the vanilla and the custard right away with maybe just a little bit of lemon on there. But then I was like, it's not lemon, it's green apple, like baked green apple, just phenomenal. And then on the palate, there's so much marzipan in this that I feel like this is such a great whiskey for people who can't find that marzipan flavor. You would find it in here instantly. It's like it hits the front of the tongue right away. It stays on the tongue, clings to the tongue. It's even in the finish. There's so much almond in here. It's absolutely mind-blowing. And then lots of sherbet and, um, oh, my gosh. It's just – but it's – Having said that, it's not overly sweet. It's super balanced. It's got such a nice um, viscosity to it and mouthfeel. It's light, but also has a nice floral finish, which I really appreciate when you've got a whiskey that's super sweet up front. Um, and then it finishes with the floral. It's just really gorgeous. And I would say it's it's not a completely dry whiskey. It's like a semi-dry whiskey. But this is absolutely phenomenal adrian you are the best anytime you want to send me more hobart you're welcome to it is so incredibly good i cannot say enough about how i mean this is a really special whiskey um it's also 47.5 abv by the way and um it is just probably one of the best single malts i've tasted in a while i would say it's it's in the top five for sure Nice. And even going even going back to what you said about color, Sailor, I mean, even watching on YouTube here, I can tell it's a light color. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But it's the color so, of honey. It's yeah. a it's got a beautiful natural honey color. And it doesn't need 
it does not need another minute in that barrel because there's quite a bit of barrel in here for a single malt, in my opinion. And it's literally right at that perfect sweet spot. I think if it was in the barrel another month, even, hmm. I, you know, depending on what their conditions are, um, I, I think it would have been a little too woody for me. Hmm. Definitely. So it's, it, it, you don't, you don't need more than what they did. It is perfect. It, do you say it? What is it? Hellier's Road Distillery. Mm -mm. Okay, because I just looked Hobart. up Hobart. Okay, Hobart. I yeah. just looked up Australian whiskeys on on Vinnie's, and they carry two. One of them is the Star Ward, and the other one is another one from Tasmania single malt called Hellier's Road Distillery. I don't think they have so. U.S. distribution yet. So um, okay. Adrian said he was going to keep me uh, posted on that, but um, yeah, yeah I mean, sounds phenomenal. It, it's absolutely phenomenal, and the conditions of where they are making whiskey. Um, so if you pull up the map, um, which is super helpful, of Tasmania, they're in the south of Tasmania, which is south of Melbourne, right? Southern Australia. So they are out there in the ocean uh, with New Zealand uh, flanking them, and then just, you know, the, the Indian Ocean and... Uh, the Tasmanian Sea all around them. So, you know, I don't know what temperatures, I, I guess I could look it up, average temperatures, but this is definitely island. So um, you definitely have similar conditions to an island whiskey. Um, let's see what the average temperatures are in Tasmania. I'm just curious. Um, let's see, 17 and 23 degrees Celsius in the summer. What the fuck is that in Fahrenheit? Ed, <laughs> <laughs> you, you know this stuff. What I, is I, the conversion? What? How many degrees Celsius? 17 and 23 degrees Celsius is summer temperatures. Why do we have to have this bullshit? Why can't okay, everything 17 be the same? is like 62.6 degrees Fahrenheit. Ooh. So it's so on the it's cooler cool. side. Cool, yeah. yeah, yeah. In the winter, it it's only sits between three and eleven degrees Celsius. Yeah. Interesting. Mm. That's why they have their own peat. So I'm saying it's got a cooler. Sure, climate. yeah, peat bog. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you can. Yeah. yeah, as long as you're wet and and yeah. cool, you can grow peat. You know, you've got peat bog. Sure, for sure. There you go. Um, yeah. So it's wow. Yeah, that's a pretty cool climate. So it's interesting you know, picking up flavors that you recognize in other, in other whiskeys and other single malts, of course, and you're always going to compare to uh, Scottish single malts, of course. But um, yeah, I mean, this, the, the distillery, the facility looks gorgeous. Um, their story is really cool. Um, and I think, I mean, shit, if you're going to Australia, I mean, go visit Hobart. Yeah. Oh man, I'm I'm still drinking this twofold. Now I'm getting I I feel like I'm just eating handfuls of sun-made raisins, the dark raisins. Wow. So if you don't like raisins, I don't know if this whiskey would be for you, but that's what I'm I'm tasting, man. Is it like it's golden like, raisins or dark no, raisins? No, 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 dark raisins. Okay, cuz they're yeah. so different in flavor. Yep. Well, that's the whiskey we're drinking tonight. Uh next time on our Australia series, I will uh, be tasting another sample that Adrian sent us. Um, so let's talk a little bit about um, some of obviously the most famous bands that came out of Australia and a few that we were, we either forgot or we were surprised um, to find out that these bands were actually Australian bands. 
every time Have you heard about the lonesome loser? He's a loser but he still keeps on trying Oh man, I remember that was on regular radio <laughs> rotation. Yeah, that's the jam, man. That is such a jam. I don't care what anybody says. How do you, can you not sing, especially when it's, you can't run and hide when it gets to that part in the song? Oh my gosh. Hell yeah. How, so, man, I'm just curious if Matt was familiar with this song. It's kind yeah, of, I know, I know the song, but I can't say I remember when it was on the radio. Well, oh no. You, you wouldn't. <laughs> you wouldn't. <laughs> you were not even a fetus kit. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, let's just get one thing out of the way. So, of course, everybody knows that ACDC is Australian. Uh, or if you're Australian, it's Akadaka. So, <laughs> let's just talk about that for a second. Is that really a thing? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a thing. And didn't we have a, didn't we have an argument in during our ACDC episode about their origin or something? Wasn't yes. Jake saying they were from England and it's like, so no, Jake yeah. is saying they were from Scotland. <laughs> they were all born like, in, yeah, or Scotland. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, they grew up in Australia though. Yeah. And formed in Australia. And so we were saying because they formed in Australia, formed in Australia yeah. and grew up there, they would be an Australian band because right. they Correct. all formed in Australia. Um, yeah. So that was the argument. Um, <clears throat> okay. So there are, when you Google, <laughs> Why do people call ACDC Akadaka? First of all, everybody knows what ACDC stands for, right? Alternating current or direct current. Yes? Correct. Okay. All right. Just get that out of the way. So this is already a fucking abbreviation. Alternating current or direct current. AC slash DC. It's already an abbreviation. Let me just get that a finer point on that. So... The Aussies are all about the abreves. Everything is abreved, right? Um, Bickies for biscuit, uh, Taz for Tasmania, and it goes on and on and on. Brekkie for breakfast. The English are a lot like that, too. Aussies do it way more than the English, than the British. Way more. Now, they claim that Akadaka is an abbreviation, and I'm like, how the fuck is... Okay, and they spell it A-C-C-A then D-A-C-C-A. A-C slash D-C. Aka Daka. That is not a fucking abbreviation. It's the same number of syllables. No, <laughs> but no it's, matter which way you yeah, pronounce you're it. Not, it's not an abbreviation. Okay. No, so it's then not. let's pretend it is. Okay. But also why? So here's what. There are so many. I don't think they know, to be honest. Um, okay. So one theory is ACDC used to mean bisexual. I actually remember my stepdad using the term ACDC and I was like, what are you from the Victorian era? And it was like ACD was already a band. He's still called <laughs> people that are bisexual. He's a little ACDC. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, he likes the band. And my stepdad was like, what? He was from Kentucky. God love okay. him. Um, okay. So they're, so the, <laughs> They were saying we it's polite to call them Akadaka and not ACDC so you weren't offending a bisexual person. And I'm like, huh, here's the problem with that. I find it very hard to believe that in the 70s and the 80s, enough people gave two fucks about people who were bisexual yeah. to change the name of a band. Man. I've always heard the baseball analogy, but I've Don't never heard it. the electrical analogy. <laughs> well, 
ACDC does mean the elect. That's what it means. No, no, no. I'm talking about for buy. So I've always heard the baseball analogy, but never the electrical analogy. Really? Oh, okay. Anyway, that's a, that's it's what's the baseball analogy? <laughs> Switch hitter. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, yeah. It's, yeah, it's the ways. same. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Both ways. It's the same shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> same shit. So same okay, shit. so I think the what I'm gonna so after all my <clears throat> research online <laughs> on the internet, which is where you uh, do important research and find all the facts, I have decided that. <laughs> the Aussies call ACDC Akadaka because they're fucking crazy. And that's where I'm going to leave it. <laughs> Love you guys, but you're crazy. And on that note, let's yeah. have an ACDC song before we get into this topic and they piss try off to, I, I more know, they, they try to abbreviate an abbreviation. Like that's what I, I know. I know uh, a couple of Australian people I can ask. I'm going okay. to ask them. Report back on the next show. I will. All right, so a little bit of dirty deeds from Akadak. Yeah, yeah. There you go, my friends. I'll say it in your language. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about a couple bands that obviously are Australian bands. So we have the Bee Gees. Duh. Of course. Those uh, gentlemen with their uh, hairy <laughs> chests, their gold chains, and their lovely I, bell bottoms. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> so avi and okay. very high voices very yes. high voices hence ah, the tight ah, band ah. i have never been able to even get anywhere near <laughs> oh that gosh no um never. okay so hmm. then you know we have acdc of course we also men at work which we played earlier of course um yes. and then so here's a few that i was surprised about that i don't know if you guys knew um, oh, in excess too, obviously. Yeah. Which we're gonna cover in excess one of these days on the show. Um, we'll do that another time. Um, so the band also, I just want to take a moment to talk about the band Midnight Oil and um, their hit song "Beds Are Burning." Mm -hmm. So I remember. So this this came out, and I'm like what a weird song and like what weird dudes and like what's happening like in the video because everything was about the video videos back when this came out mm -hmm. i was like what's happening like what are they doing and oh australia like what the fuck i don't know it just seemed like so very foreign to me um and somebody told me i think it was like a while after they became really popular um what the song was really about and i was very um I, I was very moved by it, very moved by the purpose of the song. And this was probably in my later teen years when I became aware of politics and was starting to form, you know, my own opinions and views about things. Um, if you don't know, this song is um, a protest song um, supporting, uh, protesting against the genocide of the indigenous people of Australia. Mm -hmm. So much like every other place the colonizers landed on, they come in, they fucking kill everybody, build a new place and say, now we own this shit. 
which is super fucked up. So much like the United States, this happened in Australia. And um, it's specifically, it's, I highly recommend doing a Google search of the song because it's specifically about the last tribe that came out from the desert to join, you know, I'm saying this with air quotes, modern society, which is bullshit. Um, and kind of, uh, you know, <clears throat> um, kind of leave their own uh, way of life um, and assimilate as much as they did, which was in the 1930s. And um, I, I, it's, it's, I went down this huge rabbit hole and then one of my favorite Australian actresses, and I can't remember her freaking name right now, um, she, I heard her on a podcast, I think it might have been Conan O'Brien or someone talking about, you know, how really all of the protesting that has gone on, you know, in the 50s and 60s and 70s for the Native Americans, I mean, albeit still too small for my opinion, they really didn't have that in Australia. And so this was a really big deal. The song made it internationally. So I just thought that was really, really awesome. Um, so definitely give it a listen, read the lyrics, and then do a little um, do a little Google about it because it's just really fantastic that that was really their breakout hit. So, and I'll play the song now yeah. for you guys. Actually, have that album, Diesel and Dust. Got had it since it first came out back in the day. Great album. Yeah, it, the whole album's phenomenal. Absolutely. Fantastic song. Great song. Yeah, super great song and um, super great subject, too. And that's mm -hmm. what music is supposed to be about. It's supposed to ignite you in some way and make you think and make you rock. And it does all of those things. So yep. well done. Well done. That's Midnight Oil. Um, okay, so uh, the hell was that? <laughs> there a hurricane happening ed oh no that's just my water heater you ignore it oh, oh okay <laughs> <laughs> i wanted to get sucked up the, and away perils of podcasting from the basement <laughs> <laughs> okay so um some other bands uh you guys what about air supply <laughs> oh my gosh what about air supply? this <laughs> i had the cassette tape, Air Supply's Greatest Hits, back in the day. Me too. I had an album <laughs> oh too. Oh my gosh. This would have been a good one for Guilty Pleasures probably. It sh <laughs> we should have. So, okay, I will admit this. So I'm not going to say exactly who I was with or where I was, but it was in my young teenage years, back when you would do a lot of making out in the basement. And that was the <laughs> the oh. album or the tape that we would put oh, on. Oh, make out music. Yes. Air Supply's greatest hits. That was the make out. You could just make out to the whole damn album. <laughs> How boring. Um, so, that, <laughs> so that's that. What that's what it reminds me of being a teenager making out in the basement with the lava lamp and uh, the I'm the tiger. Like, I'm so lost without you. 
wait a minute. Hang on a second. <laughs> uh, I think I still know every single word. <laughs> oh, I'm sure I do. All you have to do is hear and I'll come back to you. <laughs> oh, it's so romantic. <laughs> Listen to those violins. We're pushing the envelope here on whether this is rock or not. But they are from Australia. So. Hey. I mean, he's thinking of her till it hurts. <laughs> we just lost our rock cred. Oh, yeah, here, here it comes. comes. Here it comes. I'm all out of love. The songs are so bad. I know you were right. Believing for so long. So long. <laughs> oh, man. To say that I was so wrong. I feel like with these last couple episodes, we need to like overcorrect. Oh, we are. Like, we better mad, do some death metal. Maybe like episode. dying oh. fetus or some shit next episode. Anal cunt. Yeah. Smother Teresa. I, I've, got a, I've got an awesome band who could probably take care of that oh, at least God. to some degree. Oh <laughs> shit! All right, before you get to that, let's just go over the big guns. Then we're going to get to that stuff. All right. Um. Okay. The okay. Who else did we not talk about? So. Um, okay, Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. I don't know why. Always think he's British. I know he's Australian. I forgot. I'm with you, Taylor. Always, always think he's British. Always forget. Um, yeah. One of my favorite albums of Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds, probably one of my top in my top 100s, is Murder Ballads. And mm -hmm. one of the, he does one song with Kylie Minogue that is so, oh God. I used to listen to this song like, I don't know if boys do this, but when you have like a breakup and you're sad when you're a teenager and you listen to shit that's like purposely depressing, so oh, you can God. just like drown oh, in your depression. That. And <laughs> so I used to listen to murder ballads, and um, one of my favorite is "Where the Wild Roses Grow" with him and Kylie Minogue. It is so killer. That album still haunts me. PJ Harvey's on it with him. It's just so damn good. Um, then there is the church, which we are definitely going to cover separately. I love the church. They're one of my favorite bands of all times. Totally forgot they were Australian. Then there's the Divinals. Does everybody remember them? Yep. I had to remind Matt. When I think about <laughs> That's what I said. I'm like, think awesome powers, you know, touch myself. <laughs> Just remember his face, not the hot chick who sings it. <laughs> That's what I want. You're muted, Matt. Sorry, I'm still getting over a cold here, so my that's why I'm I'm I'm, I'm on mute a lot the show. But uh, I think she passed away recently. The singer. No. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah the Divinals. I never knew that uh, they were an Australian band either. That's yeah. yeah. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't either. Had a surprise for me. I yeah, she had breast cancer, I think. Oh, that's so yeah. sad. Well, yeah, here's sucks. one for her. That's fucking bullshit. Yeah. Speaking of, who's beat 
or I think she beat cast breast cancer like three times. Another one I was going to bring up later, but now seems like an opportune time. Olivia Newton-John. Oh shit! Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So one of my uh, oh gosh, I, I was think I was going through the list, thinking about Olivia Newton John. Holy smokes, that one of my probably one of my top top adolescent crushes back in the day. Holy crushes, God. he said. I know what you pass. really mean. Yeah. Oh man, when when Sandy changes into those uh, oh hell yeah spandex pants and I got uh, chills that multiply in Greece. Holy oh smokes. yeah, when she becomes the cool girl with her cigarette. Yeah. And her tight black leather pants and her big <laughs> hair. Um, I remember when Let's Get Physical came out. I was sitting with um, a bunch of my friends. It was like mixed mixed group boys and girls, and we're all sitting there and we're like, oh, blah blah blah. We're like chatting while the video's on, and the guys are just dead silent. And I'm like, I finally look around. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? And they were they were like with their mouths open, drooling at the Let's Get Physical video, and I was like. Uh huh. Workout clothes, boys drooling. Workout clothes, boys drooling. <laughs> now I don't think my twelve-year-old self looks as good as Olivia Newton-John in my aerobics gear, but nonetheless, yeah, and that she, was that whole fashion explosion. First cassette type I ever bought, Xanadu soundtrack. She was oh, in there. The song, song magic. That's Classic. my roller skating jam oh right there. Hours of roller skating to Xanadu. Hours and hours. Um, okay, so uh, then we have Wolf Mother, which we are absolutely going to cover um, in another show. Um, and Wolf Mother, it, you, <laughs> I mean, I always think of um, Guitar Hero now uh, yep. with Wolf Mother, but man, they're an amazing band. I've seen them live, they rule. But what about you guys? That was my introduction to Wolf Mother as well, was the song Woman from Guitar Hero. <laughs> Honestly, for me, it was the hangover when uh, the scene where they're, Zach Galifianakis wins back all their money and they're playing Joker and the Thief. I'm like, that song's freaking awesome. <laughs> so I had, to, I had to Google it and you know, that's where I found Wolf Mother. And then that, that album, the self-titled album, also has Woman on it. So that, that album's freaking amazing. That album is incredible, yeah. and they are unbelievable live. Unbelievable. Um, so there's another band that um, I want to talk about at the um, request of um, Adrian was The Angels. Are you guys familiar with The Angels? I am not. Not at all. Really? They have released 13 studio albums. Whoa. Yeah. All right, we've been around a while. Mm -hmm. Dive into them uh, on part two of our Aussie series. And I'll introduce those of you that don't know. Um, they, I mean, mega band in Australia. The, one of their albums went four times platinum in Australia. So, oh, man. Yeah, big, big band. Um, so we'll talk about them. And then there's a band called The Rose Tattoo. Anybody heard of them? No. No? Nope. All right, so we're going to cover them uh, next episode as well on part two. Um, and they are another Australian rock band um, from the 70s and 80s. Um, huge band. I, I'm going to pull together a few clips, and I, and I wonder once I, when I pull together the clips if you guys will have heard of them. But, um, yeah, really, really interesting band. So we'll cover them next time. 
Um, do you guys have any bands that surprised you when other than what I mentioned that are Aussie bands? Um, yeah, I think I don't think I ever knew that Jet was an Aussie band too. Oh, huh. I didn't and, know they were Australian either. Yeah. Um, Little Warfare Band was the other one for me, but we already we already talked about that. Yep. Um, but yeah, I that's the only one I think of that I was already aware of um, that I didn't know was Australian. How about you, Matt? I think that surprised me, honestly. Nick Cave, which Sailor said, I, I keep forgetting mm-hmm. that he's Australian. Yep. But yeah, everybody else I pretty much knew. Did we talk about Crowded House yet? Oh, no, that was another one. Yes. (laughs) Now that you mentioned Crowded House. Yeah. Another one of my favorite 80s tunes from them. Ed and I were um, talking about Crowded House. And um, yeah, and I have this very distinct memory of it it must have been one of the first few um, video music awards, MTV video music awards that I super remember them from but um yeah crowded house god i was obsessed with them for years they're just such a phenomenal band and i honestly did not know that they were australian (laughs) ever yeah don't dream it's over is probably god one of my top 20 80s uh ballads of all time that is definitely a um a, a hold the um, boom box over your head outside of your girlfriend boyfriend's bedroom window yeah. and play the song that's, that's it a for song me. yeah it's like you're driving down the street it's a rainy day a cloudy day you crank that mm-hmm. up yep oh, i mean yeah. it's amazing like forget about the groups that we've talked about but just the songs we've talked about that most people in america if they heard it would know and then they wouldn't be able to name who sang it you know, yeah, yeah. Like I think, yeah. I think mm-hmm. that's one that you guys just mentioned. Don't dream it's over. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've heard this song a million times. Who sings yeah. it? I haven't. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> There's also, of course, which she's not in the rock category, but Sia is Australian. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I highly respect what she does. Um, apparently, Rick Springfield is considered Australian, which I don't agree with that. I mean. Is he really? He was born there, but I wouldn't consider him an Australian artist, yeah, right? I, I, I saw him when researching artists. He was listed as there. Um, but uh, He got his start in the U.S. with General Hospital. Yeah. Well, I guess, if you know, I don't know when he, um, you have to look into when he actually moved to the U.S. You know, cause Well, he was in England before the U.S. too, so I feel like. I don't know. Like, how do you, don't you have to like live in Australia and make records in Australia to be considered an Australian artist? You know what? I wonder from there, right? I Mm. wonder if this list that I'm looking at me is basically, it it counts if you're Australian born because it's funny under the Rick Springfield uh, heading, it says genre, pop music, rock music, and pop rock nationality, United States of America. (laughs) Yeah. See? So, Hmm. Hmm. Anyway. Hmm. I don't know, hmm. though, because so apparently he was in a band when he was 19 <clears throat> and he toured um, South Vietnam with the uh, to, to entertain Australian troops. So I guess he was still living in Australia at 19. So and he's playing music there, I guess. 
that makes him an Australian artist, no? Yeah, I guess if you if you be, actually begin your musical career in Australia, I think that would that would count. Yeah, probably. Well, see, there you go. I had no idea. Rick Springfield. I had no clue. Yeah, Rick Springfield. Still wishing he had Jesse's girl. He'll never get Jesse's girl because <laughs> no. anyone that puts the lyrics, the point is moot in a song does not deserve to get the girl. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's just that's just how it goes. You know what? There have been so many <laughs> awkward lyrics appearing in songs for the sake of the rhyme or the that doesn't it doesn't even though does it? I don't even think or just to fit the the uh, number of syllables you have to have it is just to, for it to sound stupid. right. I don't know. The point is probably moot. Who the fuck puts that in a song? <laughs> <laughs> Rick Springfield. Yeah, well, I don't hate I don't that like as it. much as when they rhyme the same word, you know, <laughs> like me, 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 me. You know, I don't like. I don't like that. Use different words. Okay. It's not all about you. Yeah, it's yeah. not all about you. Damn it. Use yeah. Different words. Damn I'm it. Just using me as an example, but you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I think we've done a good job setting up uh, what's to come on ep yeah. part two of this. Um, so I'm going to take my rubber and get out of here. <laughs> I mean, eraser <laughs> uh, 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 um, and eat some Marmite. Oh, keep your Vegemite sandwich. <laughs> and have a Vegemite sandwich. Doo, yeah. doo, doo, doo. Um, but on that note, uh, Ed, this one is for you, my friend. All righty. Oh boy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there is freedom within, there is freedom without. Try to catch the deluge in a people Oh, love it. Great fucking song. And on that note, fuck you, Rick Springfield. And now, 